close to you right now. But wait, before you do that, let's take a look at it. Uh, stage left. That was really, I was like, whoa. That was the it? best transition all year. Yeah, Can we Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I am ready to reveal the game of the year, which you guys are have been waiting for. I know that like uh, those who don't have a lot of money, you've been saving your shekels, waiting for DLG to give you the word of approval of what, <laughs> what what's going to be the game of the year. Uh, so hold on, and you might find out. <laughs> Really building up the hype here. Why are they holding on? They're going to find out. We're going to tell them. (laughs) We're going to tell them what to buy. Before we get started, quick shout out. Thank you to Blunts for subscribing to Patreon. It's been a long time since we've had a uh, a patron, so we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You you can go to dlgaming.net and click on the Patreon link and check out the rewards there. We encourage you to do that. And let's talk about the game of the year. So this is how I thought we would do it. We'd each say what our game of the year is and then kind of pitch it and we'll discuss it. And I guess we can settle on one or should we wait until we play the submissions before we decide? I like the submissions. I think we've all played enough to be able to really settle on one. Okay. Unless there's like a glaring one that none of us have played. All right. Well, let's wait until we we listen to what our listeners have to say before we we settle on one. Okay. Okay. Um, So I'm going to kick it off short and sweet here because mine is, uh, this is not going to be the strongest pitch in the world. Um, You know, I don't play a lot of new games when they come out. Uh, One game that I did play right when it came out was Back for Blood. And I was a huge Left 4 Dead fan played the first one and the second one so many hours in that and back for blood i thought captured the spirit of left for dead and also had some improvements on it there were some things that i disagreed with and didn't like but i thought for the most part they did a really good job and the game is going to be you know an ongoing experience where they have improvements and adjustments um They've already uh, talked about, they've already had patches and they're already uh, talking about the things that they're going to change. One thing that they're going to change too, they're going to add a card that allows you to uh, swap out your weapon. So, you know, you can't like take off a scope from a weapon. Okay. Right. So they're going to yeah. have a card that allows you to do that. I still uh, think that's kind of stupid. I think they should just let you do that all the time. It's, yeah. it's one of those situations where I, where games are, I, I feel like there's a bunch of people sitting in a room dividing, uh, or designing a game they're, and they're just like, well, I don't know. If we do that, the players might have too much fun. We don't want them to have too much fun. <laughs> that, that's, not a, that's, a, that's a good idea. But it's but, not going to make us money. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I don't see the downside to just letting everybody just ch- like yeah. Maybe it would make it a little bit. E- the game needs to be easier first of all. So if it makes it a little easier, then hey, what's the problem? And plus, it would just it, it excites people when they play a game and they can like manage their character and yeah. customize it and stuff. Yeah. And it's really a clumsy way to do it. This is my game of the year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you tell me what's your favorite part of the game? Um, it's not the story. Honestly, like I, I did not care about the story at all. It wasn't until like, I'm talking 40 hours into this game where I was playing the 
part where you have to defend the bar where the music's playing. They they play the jukebox yeah. to attract the zombies so people can escape. And I, I kind of paid attention to it. For this Like my 20th time playing that map, I finally paid attention to that part and a little bit of story and like what they're doing and how like the soundtrack um creates like a, a cinematic bar fight scene almost. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And that's like what everybody's been saying from the very beginning of this <laughs> game is like, oh my God, this scene. Uh, for the longest time, I was like, eh, whatever. But um, did I you feel like, did you feel like you miss a lot of stuff like that? Cause you're like, ah, I'm pretty sure it sucks. So I'm just not going to pay attention. Well, the reason I didn't pay attention is because my <laughs> favorite part of the game is honestly just, uh, the, the design of it. Yeah. yeah. The mechanics of it. I thought they, I mean, the gun plays uh, pretty good. Sure. It's all right. Um, but I just, it's different than Left 4 Dead. Like it doesn't have the AI director where you get these random hordes in different spots, but, and it's not, they send a lot more special infected at you in this one too. And it almost feels a little more like World War Z in that way. But um, like, I don't know. It's just moment to moment excitement for me. So I know it's not like the strongest pick. There's a lot better games out there that came out this year, but I didn't play them. So I can't really speak to them. Uh, This got some awards. This got a lot of uh, best multiplayer game this year. Okay. Uh, More than one. Uh, I need, I think at least two or three that I saw. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you know I love multiplayer and I love co-op games. Oh, well, oh, last thing on what you said about swapping out your attachments. Like, if you're putting the card in, that means the mechanics are there. You already wrote the mechanics. You can do yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not open it up? Just make it a passive for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I don't know. Maybe if one person gets the card, then the whole team can do that. Like, I I just don't see why they gate that behind cards. I just I don't know. That would make the game a lot better for me. And it's not even like, well, do you think it's important enough to hold a card slot for it? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Like, is it in meta to hold it? Like, if you got it early on, maybe, then you get more use out of it the rest of the game. But I don't know. But I do like the card system in general. That I was do. something I was really impressed with. I do have one more question for you, Bobby. Why mm-hmm. this over Age of Vampires? Because I know they were kind of neck and neck now, or... I mean, Age of Empires was really good, and it's almost very similar, the two of them, because they're both kind of a new installment of a major franchise. Yeah. But That were favorites of yours. Yeah. You know, the reason I went for Back for Blood is just, I, I just went with my gut. I'm like, what's the game that I just really got hooked on and played the hell out of Dude, that came out this year you had spreadsheets bro <laughs> that's that's good well though. no i didn't have the spreadsheet there, no, there's no, the no. compendium but yeah i was yeah. doing my research yeah, on this game research it's good mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i i really i just put the most hours into this game and i think that speaks for itself you know i mean your, age of empires is a fantastic game? game what's that what's your least favorite part of the game least favorite part of the game uh, I don't know. The, I I guess I could say the the card thing with the the attachments, but wow, that's really? not that's not huge. I don't like the static positions of of things. Um, I know that they move around, but there's static options. These crows can spawn in one of these three mm. spots. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like every like game. The, the chance, the scripted chance stuff, but yeah. it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's just video games in general. I wasn't too bothered by that. By I don't know. I think that the difficulty is really something that needed to be addressed. And I, I think they have, but I don't know. I haven't played it in a little while, so I'm not sure where they're at with it. But it was really annoying where 
I was either going to play on something that was too easy and just grind, or yeah. I was going to play on something that was too hard and make, you know, have a good run, maybe one in every five tries and just basically have to spend hours until I actually get the good run. From the outside, man, it always seems, uh, no pun intended here, but the difficulty is the, one of the hardest things to program. You know, well, I don't know about that. It really seems like it. There's so many knobs you can, when you, when you adjust difficulty, there's so many knobs to play with. You can adjust the health of the enemies, the damage of the weapons, like the, so why didn't they? There's just so many things that you can tweak. Well, they had, I I don't know. they were happy. Like, they shipped it like this. They were happy with the difficulty. I think they... One knob's on one. They're like, that's good. And the other one's on 11. They're like, that's good. Let's just ship it like that. I mean, for the... It wasn't until people were just like, dude, come on, seriously. What's up with the, the difficulty modes on this? Yeah. Uh, that they finally were like, oh, okay, we'll adjust it. And they're going to add that fourth difficulty mode. But, I mean, they were happy with it. They're like, yeah, this is just going to be a really hard game. But I, I don't know. It, it was missing that that in-between spot, you know, yeah. where like casual people, hardcore, and then like you're playing with your friends who aren't very good at this game yeah. kind of mode. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's, that's my pitch for back for blood. Not the strongest one. What, what do you guys got? I, I chose it takes two. Okay. Dude, it won. Uh, uh, oh, so if you're going to take its meta score, 47 game of the year awards went to, um, it, it takes two, forty-seven. That's fucking incredible. I think. I think if a game, I think if a game captures your attention, and it's one of those things where it's like, when you get off of work, you're like, "Fuck, I really want to play that game." Like it's the thing I would just want to do. Like every every time I got home from work, me and Leslie would be like, "We gotta wait till Leslie, me and Vivian falls asleep, and then we can play." Like. Like it was a thing that we we had to play it because it was just not only fun, but like it, it's just a really bonding game. The art, the the level design, everything is awesome. Like <clears throat> you go from like third person shooter to dungeon crawler, like Diablo, and all this other stuff, and it's just it's always something new and fresh every time you play. I I, I hardly ever felt like there there was like a lull in the whole game, and I just. It was just something to do. Like it was just always something to play, and it was just super fun. Um, it the only negative, like my my big thing about it is there's no replayability. But then again, it's a story game. How often do they have replayability? Um, well, it's a story and a puzzle negative. game too, and yeah, those are hard to replay because once you figure out the puzzle, you figured it out. Like exactly. doing it again doesn't really give you any yeah, satisfaction. Even then, the, its original price was what twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Plus, one person buys it, and the other person for plays 12. for free. Yeah, yeah. So and ten dollars. So yeah, my least favorite part was, like I said, the um, the fact that there's no replayability. But my favorite part of the whole thing was the like just the character design. Like the book is good. The husband like design and like. The, the way that each character is designed, like the, the the elephant that the girl owns, like all that all that kind of stuff, like each little character, whether they have like ten seconds on screen or ten minutes on screen, all of them are good. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was just a great time. It's my it's my game of the year. Um, but yeah, it really is true, dude. The the, the space monkey or whatever it was, he, he has a very small role, like you said, like fucking twenty seconds of line. Uh, they fucking they nailed it. They nailed it all the way through with the voice acting, 
Everything was really believable. Yeah. Um, and like you were talking, talk, touched on earlier, uh, the amount of mechanics, different mechanics that they would throw at you uh, was great, I felt. Like, um, uh, like a lower budget game. Well, this is a $20 game, but like a lower budget game might do their entire game mechanics on the magnet thing that these guys did. Or yeah, on like on like the throwing the nail and sucking it back up and then hammering it. That yeah. could be a whole game for that, some. That's company, a whole you know? game for another company. And then this one, uh, every level is a new game almost. Exactly. Yeah. And, th- and 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 that is why it's my game of the year. Um, I think another thing about this, and I just thought of this, is that when you play this game, there's no point in this game where you like you're feeling like I'm being squeezed for money at all. Like when you play games, like. You play games nowadays, and there's like DLC for stuff, or there's skins, or there's this and there's that. Because it's a story game, and because it's so well designed, you're just like, dude, this is just fun, or this is just good story. Like there isn't ever like, oh man, you know, I gotta buy this DLC to be able to play this character. There's nothing like that at all. And I think I think that's one thing that I really like about it is that it kind of feels like an older game. Yeah, yeah, just a game for game's sake. <clears throat> exactly. Like it's not made. It's not made to make billions. It's made for art, and it's made for a good fucking time. Yeah, and if you're going to tell me the what is he, the lead developer, that guy, yeah, the creative director, yeah, creative yeah. Director. Joseph Ferris. Yeah, you're going to tell me he's not passionate, dude, about his work. You crazy? Are you crazy? That guy's out yeah, cocaine yeah. every day for this job. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think it's a really good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, so. I, I'm alone here. Uh, I, I I don't find anybody else that agrees with me, but I thought New World gets extra points for doing something so difficult. How many failed MMOs did we have consecutively, year after year after year after year? You know, uh, every once in a while you'll have a Black Desert Online, or you'll have a uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, that will do something, but it won't. It won't light the world afire like fucking New World did. Um, the price point was good, uh, forty bucks. No, no monthly subscription. No sub. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, one one of the craziest things that you know I I really like is that it made me enjoy crafting. Uh, which I've always hated in most games. That that is crazy, dude. That is a lofty. It's like, uh, I don't know. Me me enjoying like uh, fashion design or something. Something that I've never even thought about enjoying. And then all of a sudden, you're like I'm enjoying like, a dog show. You're like, I like this. This is the bee's knees. Um, so yeah, that that was good. Um, I thought th- I thought the way the combat worked was incredible for an online game. Um, you know, going with that Souls like kind of combat and actually working somehow, making the netcode. The netcode worked. I mean, th- for a game like this f- to work, it had to. I know they have infinite money, but their three previous games that failed show that money isn't all that's needed, and uh, they pulled it all together and. And they made a good game. I know that the big problem with this game is that like uh, there's no end game or whatever the hell. But I don't understand why um, 
games that are intended to play be played for a long time are graded on a different scale. This was $40, and you got at least... 25 solid good hours out of it. That's that's like I'm 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 lowballing big time saying 25 hours. That uh, on any other scale, if you were to buy a first person shooter that was $40 and you got 25 hours of gameplay that you really enjoyed, you'd be ecstatic. But because it's an MMO, it's graded graded on a different scale exactly. and oh, it's got no end game, it sucks or it's it's not as good as we wanted it to be. It, I I I don't believe that it should be graded on a different scale. Uh, every time that Bobby uh, complains about um, Destiny, I'm like, dude, you got a hundred hours out of it, but he's like, oh, the end game sucked. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to, in my brain that like if you really enjoyed a game for a long time, and then the end sucks. Well, I don't know if Destiny. First of all, I, I only played it when it first came out, and the end game, there just wasn't enough of it with Destiny. They had a really good. Um, dungeon where there were these puzzles and fights that were actually really creative, but there was like one of them and that was it. So it just needed more. But I think that the the problem that people have with MMOs is that it's the carrot and the stick. So you you do the grind to get up to the fun part. So you, you could say, yeah, I got 40 hours of it, but that 40 hours was just basically me grinding to get to a point where I thought I was going to have fun. And then if you get to that end game where you think, oh, this is where the fun begins, then if it's not there disappointing, then that can be a big letdown. But I don't know. That's my experience with WoW because everybody knows WoW is just really about the end game. I guess I'm more uh, of a journey, not a destination guy, because I'm having fun every single level. Every single... I'm chopping down trees and having fun with those. It doesn't make I, sense. I, I think one thing about this game that, you know, I, I, I like the game, right? I stopped playing um, because I kind of felt like there wasn't all that much to do baron? for me after a while. You were the huh? bre- you, because you were the bread baron? The that's bread baron. Yes, I was the bread. I made a lot of money, by the way, on that fucking bread. <laughs> um, but the one thing is that, like, I love PvP, right? I love PvP and Dark Souls games. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get in this game so much. And when I did get into PvP situations, it was all it was awesome. But the inability to get into wars and to other stuff because I wasn't a sweaty guy who played 20 hours a day and was already maximum level, so they automatically get picked above everyone else to uh to participate in the battle or whatever. It sucks. It, it really sucks. And it, it, and me all me and all my friends got on. We got on the same server, and we're just like, we want a PvP as a team. Like and, and like open world PvP is open world PvP. I get it, but like it's way different when there's battlegrounds, and one of the main parts of the game is PvP, and you can't really participate in it because you don't have infinite amount of hours. It's it's what it's one of the reasons why WoW even has players like Twink players. Like there are people that never reach max level and they just played a level 19 and just played PVP that way. And that's all they play. Why not have lower tier level PVP? Well, those people in WoW that do that, they got max level players or characters. They probably got a dozen of them. They just happen to have another set of characters that they just keep capped at a certain level just for PVP combat. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is that 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 combat is there, or like that option is there, and if and if it's 
in in New World, it's not like you legitimately have to be like either max level or have the best gear, else you're not chosen for the combat or like the battlegrounds. Who does? It's not that hard to just create a small battle arena and then just say, "Hey, these ten idiots versus these other ten idiots," and they just whack the shit out of each other. Well, I don't know if they got the numbers that that WoW does too. Like, if you're going to populate battlegrounds with lower level characters, then you know you need to find people that are on the same same level yeah that could be difficult if there's not as many people yeah that's true i i just i don't know i just feel like the pvp aspect was just it was it was like a unless you have a certain amount of time you don't get to participate kind of thing yeah i can see that all right thanks for shooting on my game (laughs) right. i'm not trying to shit on your but i'm I'm trying to prove why you're wrong yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's, fucking, it, it takes two you know it is all right well let's hear what our listeners have to say we've got a subscription from smi jeff thank you very much 23 months uh he says his game of the year is leisure suit larry okay nice was there even one release this year i don't think so um Do they, they was it this year one? There, there was a, a remake or a new one um and it actually did pretty well i think it was pretty well received um it was made by a team in Germany. Uh, yeah, wet dreams don't die. But I think that was, <laughs> I think that was the year before. Yeah, not sure. I can't. Your screen's a little blurry, Christian. I can't see the the release date. Yeah, a lot of leisure suit Larry games out there. Are they just porn games, pretty much? No, no. they're puzzle games, adult themed. But no, they don't even show any nudity. There's. You know, oh, I thought they did. Don't believe so. No, yeah, I don't think there's Never, ever can been. Can we get a Google on that? Can hey, you everybody. See if, uh, Leisure Suit Larry shows any nudity at all? Sure. Thank I, you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say no. There has not been any, but full back nudity. Full full back, back nudity. What is that like a ha- like a bigger than a half back nudity? No, just a back, a naked a, back, a naked. It's back. a naked fullback on a football. A naked team. fullback, yeah. It was a football joke for anyone that got it. Yeah, no one here. Oh. I, I, uh, I have to review a game on this podcast, not this episode, but maybe like in a month or something. Did you guys see Burn Division bought me Treasures of Nadia? Ooh, no. Is that the is that the porno game? Yeah, that is. Dude, the fishing game is so fun in that. <laughs> Just wait, wait, wait for my review. Wait for my review. The fishing the fishing is very satisfying. Oh, dude, I want I want a full like 15 minute review from you, man. Like, oh, yeah. I want to hear it on on stream on podcast like I want a laser pointer. I want an Excel spreadsheet of why this game needs to be played besides boobs. Perfect. Yeah, there's lots of reasons. I was surprised. I was like, wow, this is a game. Uh, Like, not just for porn. Like, this is an actual fun game. So, that's cool. Uh, I can't wait, dude. That's awesome. Uh, Bobby, did you you play the clip already? No. I was gone? Okay. Uh, Sniper, I'm sorry we missed you. What is your game of the year and why? Uh, I didn't... uh, My game of the year is called Sue's Rain. Uh, You probably haven't heard of it, but it's a point-and-click political adventure in like a world that's supposed to be the eighties, but they use different names and stuff. And it story was just so good. And, uh, and it's right up my alley and the the decisions matter. Like the nation goes into chaos. There's like a rebellion and it's all 
decisions you made. You're trying to balance your work life and your relationship at home and raising your kids. Um, can you bring it up just so I can take a look at what it looks like? Sure. Yeah, for people that like these types of games, I think it was maybe kind of the best type of this like political sim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you choose budgets, you choose where to build infrastructure, and like, but these are all people that you're talking to. You do it as as you're talking to people, and uh, some people are corrupt. Some people want you out of government, and uh, it's about a ten to fifteen hour game, so it's not too long, and there's a lot of replayability on on these decisions so yeah i was surprised by suzerain good good game i feel like in your past life you must have been like a shitty lord you know yeah probably right yeah you just love managing yeah. people and things and... <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy dude it's crazy i find it crazy that how much you love one type of game um, have you ever have you ever like wondered how your friends play certain kinds of games you mean why they play them or no, no, no. How? Like, so for example, I have a friend. He's not that bright, right? <laughs> and <laughs> that's why he's, he's really good at I, RTS games. So I can explain things to him. That's why I keep him around. It's fun. And I'm like, you're dumb, dumb. But why are you so good at RTS games? And this guy's APM is just bonkers. Like it is insane, and it's not like he's like devising some divine strategy. It's just that by the time that you have like ten soldiers, he has thirty. Like it's like that kind of shit. Is he and, at, uh, is he good at one RTS or no? Just in general, dude. Yeah. Just in general, it's really crazy. Like we used to play StarCraft, and we used to do like two versus two because it was those four of our friends, and really whoever had him on on their team would usually win. But like. Uh, like even now he's playing Age of Empires four and he's just like murking people online. When uh and, when God was rolling the genetic lottery, he rolled a twenty on fucking APM and I rolled a one. Or <laughs> you're like the arthritis is acting up. I can't I can't click my dude my barracks. It's so bad. If I have three things to do uh on my list for an RTS, I start to panic. At three. <laughs> There's more than two. I begin to panic. Yeah. It's, it's gather sad. wood, gather rocks, and then boom, as soon as it's gather gold, gold I'm done. Gold? I'm what do you struggling. mean gold? Yeah. Ain't nobody eating. No. I'm glad you brought that up, Christian, in a way. I mean, first of all, I was, when I you first started talking, I was like, man, I'm sorry I asked. But, like, somebody else is going to download this and have a really good time. Bobby's thinking about it already, huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish Papers, Please. Yeah. not that crazy? And that's just that's, a, that's one person that lives in this nation that this other guy has to run. Yeah. There's a, when, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes people who listen to this show message me on Discord, and they're like, damn, dude, I played the game out of that obscure, I played that obscure game you mentioned. Thanks for talking about it. And uh, those are like really special moments for me. I, I I appreciate them. So if you do pick up Suzerain, let me know. Let me know if you enjoyed it as much as I did. Fuck yeah! And then, by the by the way, the reason I brought that up is I want to see how Sniper plays like political games or like governmental oh. games because I want to see if it's like a full like communist manifesto and like everything's equality or he's just like incest incest. I'm ruling <laughs> this country. Like my bloodline's not going to end. Cause like I, I see you play that that what's that that uh that game where like you it's like a it's in Europe uh, Crusader Kings 
Yep, Crusader Kings. And yeah. like that's the joke is that like you can just outlandishly commit incest all the time just to yeah. make sure that your reign doesn't end. Honestly, I play it depends how high I am. Like I really like to it's so fucking nerdy too. But like you get into the character, like you try to see it through them and you do what you think they would do, right? So in Crusader Kings 3, if you roll a tyrant, you're going to play evil, you know, cuz that's that's who your character is. You say you roll, evil, I say effective. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways, I I just assume that like your kind Canadian heart um rolls one way and then when you play games i feel like you all your devious fantasies play themselves out like oh yeah, yeah. you go you go in a room with no bathroom that kind of thing <laughs> yeah just I have a feeling pure it's like everything for his citizens is super nice everyone's living in luxury but as soon as it's wartime it's like ration everything even the kids are going to the front lines get them on there yeah, that is true. That's how I played Frostpunk. The kids went to work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Christian, have you watched The Great? Nope, I don't know what that is. Write it down. You're going to need to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that obscure reference. Well, let's, let's hear what our <laughs> listeners have to say for their game of the year. Uh, Christian, do you have that queued up? Yeah, I got recycled here. Let's, All right. Let's see. Hey everybody, I'm Recycled. My pick for Game of the Year is Forza Horizon 5. It's the best Horizon game yet. I'm blasting around Mexico, exploring ancient ruins, and running over cactuses in my Lamborghini Sesto Elemento feels more Forza Horizon than ever. The new playlist system is easy to follow, and the sick cars you get as rewards keep it exciting and keep me coming back. All right. And I'm honestly surprised this didn't come up from one of you guys, because I know this was a really popular game. No, dude, if I hadn't had... All it came down to was um, technical issues for me. You know, mm. I, I have to run it in administrator every time I play it, um, or I had to. And still, even then, I have hard crashes every once in a while. And it sucks because I'm having so much fucking fun when when I'm playing. Um, I just wish it would work for me better, you know? Mm. I, I'm almost starting to think that I'm having uh, just PC issues in general, some weird stuff oh. been happening uh lately but a lot of people had these problems uh like you know yeah i mm-hmm. what you're describing i've heard a couple of people had like always having to run it administrative one of my friends is having the same exact issue yep yeah and dude having a hard crash at the minute of a on minute 27 of a 30 minute race oof, oof, is that rough bro you want me to tell you the worst race the worst racing like, game story i've ever had it's it's one that stands out bobby it's like the, uh. the race yeah, it's not all like that. Well, want me to tell you, you probably you probably feel this, Amelia, because you used to be a PlayStation guy. So you remember Gran Turismo, right? Yeah. One of the greatest racing sims ever. In every Gran Turismo, there's a 24-hour race. And it's not like, oh, in-game 24 hours where a minute is only 10 seconds or something. It's actually 24 hours. And in most of the Gran Turismos, if you complete the 24-hour race, even getting third place, you'll get, like, an Indy car, like an F1 car. Me and my brother, when I was, like, in the fourth grade, we were like, hey, man, we're going to leave the PlayStation running, which is a no-no in my house because my dad was like, you're not paying for the fucking electricity, so turn that shit off, all right? We, we plugged it into a shitty-ass TV that was in my brother's room, 
that he would just have a bunch of girls going wild disc playing on the PlayStation 2. But other than that, we, we got to hour 19 in this 24-hour race. What ended up happening, my mom was cleaning his room and unplugs the PlayStation to clean under it. Oof. And we lose all of our progress, dude. Never again. Never again. <laughs> I will never do a race that's longer than like an hour after that. Or let my mom or let my mom near a fucking goddamn <laughs> PC or a or a console or anything. Dude, it really sucks. I wanted to give this game of the year because you know, all year long, all podcast long, all of, since we started, I talk about minute for minute fun versus, you know, um more on that later with uh, our game of the weeks, but like, you know, how long does it take for you to start having fun? That has to go into the fucking equation. I, I don't care. Uh, if, if you got to learn a game for three hours to have 300 hours of fun, um, I, I guess there's a payoff there, but also having instant fun is worth something as well. And this is, Oh yeah, definitely stupid, dumb fun. And I love it. It's so good. Hmm. All right. Well, let's hear what Zap has to say. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's coming on. There we go. Hey, guys. This is Zap here. My pick for game of the year for this year is going to have to be Guardians of the Galaxy. While it wasn't the most technically impressive game or most innovative game, it was definitely the most fun I had with the game this year. And I think that's what it's all about. Okay. So Guardians of the Galaxy, I know that got some recognition here and there. I think uh, the PC Gamer Awards uh, gave it something. And I got to say, this game, I didn't play it, but I'm kind of surprised because anytime I see a game based on a movie, I, I kind of dismiss it. Um, but every now and then you get a really good one, you know, like that Mad Max one. And people have really been talking up this one, and the Steam reviews have been pretty impressive as well. I think it got best characters. Is what it got for PC Gamer. Best characters. Yeah, and I think it was nominated or received like best story in the Game Awards. Man, it's crazy how the other Marvel Best game, narrative. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how the other Marvel game just fell on its face and then this one did so well. And, mm -hmm. and you know what? I feel like... I feel like the difference is people caring. Well, this one's a campaign, right? This is like a single yes. player campaign. The other mm -hmm. one was like an online service type game. I bought this for uh, JP Diddy for his uh, for Christmas, and uh, I'm, it's one of those things where I didn't want to let it go. I was like, "Yeah, this is for you." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Here you go." Um, <laughs> right after I gave it to him, I was like, "We should set up family sharing." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he bought me Deathloop though, so uh, I'm stoked on that. And I'll talk more on that later. Yeah, cool. Diddy's essentially family. Yeah. At and, this point. Yeah. Well, I got to say, like, I am intrigued by this game, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what's the price tag on this? I want to say this is fairly expensive. Yeah. 50 bucks. No, it was. Uh, or $38.99. Okay. Yeah. It was $38. Yeah. That's on sale okay. right now. Um, Bobby, uh, what was I going to say? Did you. What the fuck was I going to say? Um, fuck it. Let's okay. Get well, Zap also says honorable mention for unpacking. Uh, I'd say it's like one step removed from a digital toy, but it was definitely enjoyable. Really interesting way to tell a pretty detailed story all through inferences. I liked it. It was a, it was really cool to put together an entire person's life just from their stuff. Yeah, unpacking. I've that never was seen that. that before. That seems kind of cool. 
Yeah, it was a small game, but a lot of people were talking about it. Um, it kind of a simple game where all you're doing is like you've moved into a new place and you're just unpacking. But ninety-two percent on on Steam, so people enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. Oh wow, I might have to get Leslie on that or something. I don't know. That seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if they have a level where you you pack instead of unpack. It's just <laughs> the all last unpacking. level. You're like, oh, we're getting evicted. The pack worst, up. The worst part. You yeah. know those heartfelt Google commercials where, you know, it's just the person, they're like, how to impress a girl. And then it's like, how to build a crib. And then it's like, how to take my daughter to prom. Have you guys seen that? Wait, how to take yeah, my daughter I, I know to what prom? You're talking about. I'm sorry. Can yeah. we back up to that one? <laughs> How to take, well, how to prepare my daughter for prom, something okay. like that, yeah, for graduation that's... or something. Okay. Yeah. This this is like the vibe this game gives me, you know, telling a heartfelt story through like uh, something that you would do mm-hmm. all the time that if you just. Through unpacking watched, instead of Google searches. Yeah. Like if you just looked at someone's life and all the unpacking they've done, you pr- could probably tell like a pretty cool story about their life. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I want to give you a compliment. Okay. Watching a movie after you've talked about it sometimes makes the movie so much better. Hmm. I was watching, okay. I watched Mad Max uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fury Road. Fury Road. And mm-hmm. the way you were talking about, like, they don't tell the backstory of how their religion works or how these people live. Mm-hmm. It's all told, the whole story is told through during these action, se- action sequences. Yeah. Because, fuck, man. <laughs> mind, blown. mind blown dude uh, isn't, isn't that so fucking cool though dude so like that's cool. one of the best parts of that movie yeah is the fact that none of it's explained and that's why i love lore movies like road like uh rogue one anytime where you get stuff just from what you're seeing on screen is so good to me and i it, it and i yeah. love mad max and i wish the the second movie that's coming out the one with the lady with one arm where they're explaining how she got her, uh, oh, her like, status. Yeah, well, name? I don't know where it takes place in the timeline. I haven't heard much about it, but, yeah, it's supposed to be based off of Furiosa. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for that movie to come out, because if it's the same fucking director and all that other shit, dude, I want to watch that movie instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, all, that kind of stuff, I love. I love Mad Max. That I remember that when that movie came out, everybody was talking about it. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. You won't get that kind of world building with Book of Boba Fett, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, dude, that piece of shit. Oh, my God. It's oh good. God. Oh, boy. It's All good. Right. Well, there is a it's wrong... It's of the year, guys. <laughs> There's a right way and a wrong way to do that. Um, I, so, Mad Max did a great, great job on Boba Fett. <laughs> Mad Max did a great job of, like, doing that right. But every now and then, or most of the time, I'd say I watch movies and the world building, like, really sucks or it's really on the nose. And the one I always think of is um, Force Awakens, where, like, I think it's like when we first meet Han Solo and then he runs into those bounty hunters and they're just like, blah, 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 well, Kanja Club, uh, Kanja Club isn't happy with you. And if Kanja Club doesn't, I'm like, dude, who the fuck is Kanja Club? Why do you keep mentioning them? Like, they keep pushing this, this, I I don't know, for some reason that just struck me like it it was like a offbeat note when I first saw it. Now, every time I watch that movie, whenever that part comes up, I'm just like, oh, here comes that fucking Kanja Club rant. (laughs) I'm on Google, who the fuck is Kanja Club? (laughs) And then, and then sometimes you make movies worse after you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, Scram's coming in hot. Okay. Hey, y'all. ScramTX here. My game of the year was a tough call between Unbound Worlds Apart and The Eternal Cylinder. 
Unbound is a great indie 2D puzzle platformer, but the Eternal Cylinder won out for me with its completely unique concept. It's a survival game where you're running from this endless steamroller-like cylinder while building up a team of cubert-shaped creatures that mutate and change based on the food you feed them. The enemies are unique and interesting. And the whole world is just beautifully crafted. Top it all off with a story that's good, well, good for a video game. And the Eternal Cylinder rises up to be my game of the year. Oh, wow. No, okay. yeah. Now, Bobby, <laughs> uh, you played the demo. I played it in beta. Then it came out and I started playing it again and I didn't finish it. Mm. Yeah, so this is a game that I, I definitely have to go back and finish. This is by uh, Ace Team, that right. development team that I'm always talking up. But yeah, I'm glad that he mentioned this. I'm glad this got some recognition. Fuck yeah. Is, is Cylinder 1.0? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to play it then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna buy a copy for me and Leslie because when you play this and I watch the video, I'm like, dude, this game looks so fucking weird and so fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I really. Play it. I don't know. They nail that like it's almost like Picasso. Like all the creatures in this environment are just so weird, and odd shaped, and it it reminds me of their earlier game, um, uh, Xeno Clash. So Xeno Clash One Two. I played I played those ones a long time ago. Those are pretty old games. Uh, now but they had like this locking mechanism that i think is pretty common these days where you can lock on and then do like lock on to characters and then do fist fights with them there's a lot of melee combat but what really struck me about that game was just this world that they built we were just talking about world building like that's i got the same vibe from xeno clash like the way the characters would speak to each other they referred to some characters like mother father and like they just had this it, you could tell like a world existed beyond the scope that you were looking at. And it was this weird, bizarre Picasso like world. And then eternal cylinder kind of brings it back to that, that style. You've got these characters that look like they're out of like, uh, like a Dr. Seuss book or something, almost like a twisted one. But So it was only on Epic, right? Is it, that was the big problem. I think. Yeah, them. it was, uh, it was exclusive on Epic. I don't know if it still is. I, I have a feeling that it is. You, have you played it since the 1.0? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I talked about it a little bit, but I didn't play enough that I, I felt like I could talk about it too much. Yeah. But um, remember, I was I said I was surprised because my progress in uh, beta actually carried over oh, to the right, 1.0. Okay. Yeah. And that other game he had mentioned, I have not heard about Unbound. I'm not mm. familiar with that game. Nobody's talked about that game. I, I've never seen This is the first I've seen it right now. Worlds but, Apart. Yeah. Okay. Looks like a cute... To the puzzles, platforming. platforming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wizard like type a, character. Like a shovel knight type thing. It's like that is wizard it, from He-Man. What what's the percentage on the very positive? Orko. Hmm. 88%. 88. Yeah. Okay. Looks good. Right. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, it's cool. Cute. All right. Well, let's hear from Warconius. Hey, DLG family. Warconius here, asker of many questions, many, many questions. But now I'm not going to ask a question. Now I'm going to give you Game of the Year. First, for some runners-up, I loved Artful Escape. It's like a David Bowie simulator. Awesome music, guitar, visuals, art. Play it. It's on Game Pass. Do it. Psychonauts 2. Tim Schafer's back. Writing's awesome. The platforming so cool, uh, the comedy, the, the the laughs, the cries, 
the artwork, it's such a good game, and it came so, so close to being my game of the year. I highly recommend that, and it's on Gay Pass as well. My game of the year is Forza Horizon Cinco. Mexico's awesome in it. You're racing cars, trucks, tractors, motorcycles, everything, basically. And you're tearing through a beautiful landscape, uh, running over chickens, and doing God knows what. It's such a cool game. And, hey, Mexico's awesome. Shout out to Mexico. Kudos to Mexicans. The flag (laughs) is cool. It's just like the Italian flag, same colors. Uh, Mexicans do so many different things with corn that's really neat he's really trying to get the emilio vote here sense like your capital city is of course going to be called mexico city i wish we had a canada city or maybe there should have been like an italy city i don't know but it's uh kudos to mexico and game of the year is forza america city i would not first of all before before we uh critique that i want first of all i want to thank also thank mexico for my dad and uh, for Emilio, uh, thank you, Mexico. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Their capital, Mexico City. Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> I would, I would uh, not... What do we call it? Uh, country City, Mexico City. Got it. All right, we're good. I would not right live in Ameri- I wouldn't live in America City. I would not. <laughs> can, I would. We get, yeah, can we get an America City? Where is that going to be at? Wow. Is that like in Minnesota? Are we still really in the middle to, of the country? I really need to go, man. Uh, Sam and I – so the UFC has done um, – three shows in mexico city and we uh, i keep saying next time that they do one in mexico city we're going um so we're gonna make a whole plan out of it but um yeah there it's the if it if it is not it has one at one time been the most popular city in the world um it was you it, can, it, my dad would never stop talking about it like mexico city is la más grande ciudad en todo el pinche mundo yeah you and I'm like, all right, Dad, I get it. Stop tra- yelling. Traffic was so bad that you could only drive your car if uh, basically odds and evens. If the yeah. last, last license plate number in your car started with a certain letter or ended, whatever it was, uh, you could only drive on the, like Tuesdays, Wednesday, or whatever it was, every other day. That's how mm. that, that was their solution. <laughs> I feel bad for people living in San Diego because a lot of us, our impression of Mexico is Tijuana. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's so much more to Mexico than that. Like, there's a lot of beautiful architecture and some uh, really creative people coming out of Mexico. But then, you know, like my experience with uh, with Mexico is, you know, getting into all sorts of trouble down in TJ when I was young because <laughs> the drinking age is 18. The uh, Bro, you know there's no smoking age. There's there's no smoking age in in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember being younger, and I, I so I've been to Mexico about four times in my life, five times in my life. I remember going when I was eleven and seeing somebody that was smaller than me, and asking my dad, "I'm like, Dad, are those real cigarettes?" And he's like, "Yeah, those are unfiltered Marlboro Reds that that nine year old has in his mouth." And that was the most realest shit. And that's when I realized that Mexico is on a different level than America when it came to laws and stuff. It's almost I was like eleven. It almost doesn't matter what is against the law or in law because there's so little law enforcement. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Basically, do whatever you want as long as you don't draw too much attention to yourself. Or you pay out the right people. <laughs> really, or, or really it is the land of the free over there. Because, like, <laughs> you, dude, it's I mean, so free that the Mormons went there. Come on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Unless you, you're like a tourist, though, because sometimes they get the shakedown by the cops. Yeah. Did you guys see that video on Reddit last week where the two tourists were like went off in the country and the cartels were like, get out of here. You're going to be killed. And like, oh, my God, we don't want to die. Please don't kill us. And they're like, sir, we're not going to kill you. We're not going to kill you and your husband. Just go the other direction. Like, oh, my God, we thought we were going to die. And then they were just it was like the weirdest interaction between tourists and like cartels. They were just like, that's go the I, other direction. We're not going to kill you. If that's you what that I way. try to tell people. Uh, people are like, well, it's fucking cartel country. And I'm like, yeah. They fight other cartels and they fight the government. They have not. They uh, and they own all of the resorts. They don't want to fuck with tourism. Tourism? No, that's yeah, one that's, of their avenues money. of money, right? Yeah, it's one of their revenue streams. So yeah. anyway, this podcast got real pro cartel all of a sudden. Okay. All right, we've got a, a, a written submission here from White But Still Hip. He says, my game of the year is Psychonauts 2. Fun, funny, and artistic. It has the most heart of any game I've played in the last several years. I've got a feeling that this game will be overlooked for more recent games like Forza or Back for Blood, and I'm sure those are both great games, but everyone should at least try Psychonauts 2. So Warconius had a second vote for Forza, and he also mentioned Psychonauts 2, and then we've got another mention of Psychonauts 2. Now, that was a good game, and I think the reason I didn't really connect with it when I played it was just, I don't know, it was one of those games that I thought was, oh, this is good, but uh, I don't know. I was playing something else at the time, and I was just didn't want to divide my attention. But it really did feel like a double fine game, or a LucasArts game. And a perfect sequel. I, f- I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, it's really hard to do a sequel. I thought it, it did a really good job with that. Like, you know, at the end of a game, a lot of times you're like this super powered individual and you have all these powers. And then this game cuts you down by like telling you, oh, you at you thinking you're at this level, you're actually just an initiate at this other school. You know, uh, you're not actually that powerful as far as psychics go. And there's no doubt in my mind, if I would have played this for another 10 hours, it would have been my game of the year. But I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. We keep the yeah, we away. really didn't play enough of this. It was our game of the week a while back, and we kind of played it a little bit, but I don't think we got sucked into it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. The first one was so great, and this seemed like just a proper follow-up. But It really was. Yeah. It didn't get it. I, it really didn't I get it. I picked it up again last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. And you know what? I had fun, but I just, like you said, you could, I can tell it's a good game, right? I can tell that it everything is there. It just didn't grab me like the first one. Mm. Like I can, I can, I can agree with the overwhelmingly positive there, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I don't think I'm that big of a fan of adventure platformer games. Quite honestly, those seem more like that. Those seem more like hey, a console idiot, type game yeah. to me, and I don't know. Okay, so our last write-in here is from BMN, and he says Age of Empires Four would be my vote. Lots of fun PvP or co-op versus AI, similar to the old game, but some nice new features. I think the multiplayer still has some exploits that need to be ironed out. Good campaign for new players. Honorable mention. 
Resident Evil Village, and Chivalry 2. Okay. I will give a shout out to Resident Evil Village. Uh, great game. I don't think it's game of the year, but I think it's in the top five. I feel like that's been the uh, probably the best Resident Evil in a while. It's, it seems like it's gotten a lot more praise. No, no, I didn't play it. I'm just kind of judging by what I've seen and what mm. I've heard from people. Um, Dude, it's it, so unfortunately, current age Resident Evil games suffer from the same issue every single time. And I think the best Resident Evil game in the last 20 years is the the last major installment, which is where you go to like Louisiana and you're in the oh, middle seven, of Oh, seven Biohazard? Yeah. Yeah, I played that I, one. Oh, you think that one's the best? Yeah, where you're with a family and then they just keep trying to eat you and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, you I know, think- Village had that uh, that vampire lady that everyone was going crazy about. And I feel like that got it a lot of like, you know, a lot of internet yeah, attention. You have you have a seven foot eight lady with a huge boobs and huge mm-hmm. butt. And then everybody starts rating your game high. But I, I think I think the one issue with Resident Evil is that the fact that it suffers from what the other games suffer from where it's like the last 10% of the game, it goes from horror survival or horror, whatever, where you're like rationing your bullets. It goes from a zombie game where you're like actually being scared to, Oh, I have 800 rounds of AK 47 ammo. And now I'm just shooting this giant tentacle monster. Like that always happens in every resident evil game. And it's something that I've seen in video essay after video essay and video essay about Resident Evil currently and in the past, where it's just like, we don't know where how to end the game, so let's just make it a bullet fest. And that's what happens. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, I haven't played a lot of Resident Evil games. I played five and seven, and that's it. Just cursory amount of seven, right? Yeah, I do. I played a good amount of that. Oh, did I, I want to say I played half that game. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, man, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I feel like Bobby's cynicism keeps him from enjoying the Resident Evil Evil, evil system. <laughs> uh, the Resident Evil series? series yeah. Why would the cynicism get rid of that? Just, I don't know. I, I never really connected with these games. The only reason I played five all the way through is because that was the co-op one, and I played it with a friend of mine. Um, That's the one in Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's a good one. Uh, Bobby or Chad and I fucking played. I want to say Resident Evil Five. Um, yeah, that first, that very first, not even the first like a level. It's like a first intro. Area? It's yeah, it, it, it's really weird. It's like a intro to the game. It's super hard. Yeah. Like there's just waves and waves that keep coming at you, dude. We were, we were. We could not understand why we couldn't pass it. It's Chad. He's a master fucking console player. And uh, me, I've been playing video games my whole life. We could not get through that. We spent like two hours trying to pass that fucking thing. It, it you was know what's insane. crazy? If you complete all of those those waves right and you don't flee when it tells you to flee, you actually get a bunch of shit oh, like, really? hitting, like hitting guns and stuff. So I was one of those people that really played the multiplayer for that. And, like, uh, I was part of the crowd where, like, you're trying to unlock some of the secret guns. Like, there's, like, a quadruple-barreled shotgun. And there's, like, uh, there's all these other different kind of, like, secret guns that you can unlock. And one of the things was that surviving in that first wave where, you like, they'd say, oh, you got to leave. Like, it's, it's getting too crazy. If you don't, you get a bunch of shit from it. So... 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. I'm surprised out of all these uh, listener responses that we got, we didn't get a single one for It Takes Two. Yeah, that, that's true. that surprises me. That's true. Not enough married people. I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you mean for, uh, messages from all these virgins? <laughs> Uh, so let's hash it out, right? Is this the point where we hash it out? Uh, sure. So was anybody swayed? We got, it, it seemed like the two biggest ones from the listeners was Psychonauts 2 and Forza Horizon 5. I would very easily switch my choice to Her- Horizon, Horizon 5. Now, would okay. you choose Horizon or It Takes Two? I would lean towards It Takes Two. I like how we're just completely dismissing Back for Blood. <laughs> well, dude, last week. Even you said something about Back for Blood being bad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I didn't make a strong case. For that, yeah. I don't know. I don't no. think it's game of the year material. But, you no, know, before we do this, let's, let's take a look at PC Gamer. Let's pull up uh. PC Gamer's game of the year. Um, we had talked about that. So they did a really cool thing on their website. Uh, they counted down to New Year's, and every day they released like their game of the year in each genre and then ended with their game of the year all time. By the way, best segue. You of see the that year. IGN <laughs> goes to you right now. But wait, before they do that, let's take a look at uh, Stage Left. That was really, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was the it? best transition all year. Yeah, we get a nominate. We get a yeah. And we, I always ruin it by calling, <laughs> calling attention to it. But yeah. anyway. All right. Well, their game of the year, and God, this was, I I want to say flash in the pan because it came and went very quickly, but uh, Valheim, remember how big, we were renting a server for a while and our Discord was just popping. Was that this year? That was this year. (laughs) It was at the beginning, right? Yeah. February, March. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. It was long enough to go that, uh, ago that it feels like it, it was, um, possibly not part of this year but yeah that game i i don't know how it's doing now but i remember that game just being the biggest thing i've heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. uh, I, I, i've heard that it keeps getting updates and it's still like doing going very strong yeah. yeah i imagine there's still people playing it but i mean when this game came out though like everybody on discord everyone on my friends list like it was just everywhere everyone was playing it but me yep you know what what i will say about this year I thought there wasn't that many options for Game of the Year. But now that you bring up Valheim and some of the other ones, I really think there is. Because I thought 2020, I mean, 2021 was a poo-poo year for games. Mm-hmm. We got so many delays, so many change of release dates, all these other things. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a tough year for video games in general. It's a, it's a drag in general that the beginning of the year always gets snubbed. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to release your game in the first of the year? Because you're not going to get yeah. a second bump of Well, that's sales. what they do, like, with movies. You know, they'll release things in January or February that have, like, no chance. Although, the one time that that didn't happen and one movie just defied all odds, came out in January, and then ended up getting a ton of awards was Silence of the Lambs oh, in wow. the early 90s. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, nobody expected it. It's like a Roger Corman film. Like Everyone's just like, yeah, who cares? And then this ends up just sweeping everything. But it can, it's undeniable. It, it is a great movie. Yeah, yeah it and it's the only time like people like to say, like, oh, that's the only horror movie that ever won Best Picture or got any Oscar recognition. And it, I wouldn't and then even they, call it horror. And that's what a lot of people do. They say, well, it's like a thriller. Right. But, it's a psychological, yeah. yeah, it's a psychological drama. But games can do that, too. Like, if a game is big enough, I, I feel like it can stand the test You'll of time. Remember, it, no, it also depends yeah. on what kind of game it is, too. You know, if it's an ongoing game, then that helps it. But well, let's look at a few other yeah. uh, of the winners here. Let's read them all, dude. It's not a super long list. Okay. Did so guys, best, wait, before, we, before we read this, did you guys see that IGN released our list of top 100 games of all time? 
uh, PC Gamer does it every year. Uh, yeah. and, and it's an ongoing list, which mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate. Uh, I haven't seen IGN's, though. Number one is Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Oh, because IGN has, like, uh, console games. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not surprised by that. A lot of people really like that game. Yeah. Okay, so best ongoing game is Apex Legends. Okay, cool. Ray was just telling me how good it it's, is and has been getting. Really? Yeah, it's. I've heard nothing but good things, how it's getting better and better and better. Which is crazy because, like, the free-to-play model, I want to say, in general, lends itself to, you know, uh, the game gets older, the revenue stream gets smaller, so you have to do more extreme and shady shit to keep the money flowing evenly. So it's really roller coaster. Yeah, well, I feel like the season pass is really where it's at, though. Like, that doesn't feel super exploitative, and they make lots of money off of it. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's that's fair. Um, I think the other thing that they do so well, though, is, and it's they, they took the League of Legends approach. They just kept adding characters. And to this day, they keep adding characters. No, I, I, think- I don't think you've heard, dude. <laughs> that mixes up the meta, and you have to relearn the whole game every time you a know character my stance comes out. on that. No, but when I said, <laughs> when I was going on my rant against like releasing tons of characters for a MOBA, I did say like that's the one thing that reinvigorates the game more than anything else like if you need to uh give it a kick just add a new character and everyone's like oh new character gotta jump back in play the character like it's the easiest thing to do maybe not the it's the easiest and most effective thing to do for for a game like that didn't we give apex legends game of the year mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we did I believe so yeah like two, well good for that game i'm glad it's doing good yeah me too okay best co-op back for blood okay there you go, Bobby. Little, little recognition yeah, I got yeah, too far yeah, off here. Yeah, yeah. all right best multiplayer chivalry 2 so one of our listeners mentioned that i didn't play chivalry 2 played a lot of chivalry chivalry 1 oh wait we did play chivalry 2 didn't we all play that together i, I want to say it was no mordheim. i played it with my oh, friends it was mordheim, oh, yeah. it was mordheim. okay yeah. <laughs> A- AKA the other chivalry. Game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best nope. horror game, Resident Evil Village. So uh, there Bobby, we go. Uh, Nick was singing the praises of chivalry too. He was like, this is the best shit fucking ever. Or, it, so the be- beginning I, of the year. I will say, it, so the problem with my game of the year choice, right? It, like it has to be something that I can play by myself and, and with others. Right. And it takes two as one of those games for, for chivalry Two. It's one of those games where it's like, unless I'm playing with two of my other friends, I don't want to play it. Like, unless someone else brings it up and goes, hey, Matt, play Chivalry 2. Yeah, I couldn't imagine uh, jumping in that game by myself. And by the way, no, you can't play It Takes Two by yourself. Yeah, no, it literally takes two. (laughs) (laughs) It literally takes two. Okay, best strategy game, Old World. Not what is that? I don't even know what that is. I, I, I'm going to recognize it when I see it. Um, you you guys don't remember my glowing review of Old World? Oh, no, click, click on it. It's fine. Click <laughs> on it. <laughs> I'm sure we will see it. We'll be like, oh, yeah, that game. That's you know, it. it's like the Civ mixed with Crusader Kings 3. I got really high and I played it for 40 hours. And it's an epic game store exclusive. So, all, like, no one's heard about it or very few people have heard about it. Okay. Got no. It. 
It's okay. It's fine. It, this game is for me. No one All else. Right. Well, apparently, best strategy yeah. of the year beat out Age of Empires 4. Yeah. Okay, best characters, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. Okay, this game, best RPG, Wildermyth. I want to ne- play this so Never bad. heard of it. I clicked on that link, checked it out, and like, oh my God, dude. Like, just from the screenshots and the Steam page, I was like, I want to check this game out. Never heard of it before. No, until I, saw dude, this I list. put it on the uh, radar, and I brought it up a second time this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Twice we talked about this I don't, game. I, I don't know. I feel like we do go through a lot of games here. We do so go through a lot some, of games. Some slip through my brain, but I feel like... I think it, it generally is, you just disregard whatever I say. Well, but, it's also the name Wildermyth. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that doesn't really have a... And I've heard people sticks. talk about it, and apparently it's fucking really good, man. Okay. Um, yeah. I, it's been on my wish list forever. Okay. I, don't, I just don't have time for an RPG. Hmm. I don't know why, but just like for some reason now, it just stands out to me. Yeah, because it's not me saying it. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Um, best shooter, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Oh, well, shooter. God damn. Hmm. Like I'm saying, like, I feel like that was the dark, the downside. Well, of I mean, shooter is such a small genre these days. Yeah. Like, what is it really competing against? You know? Yeah. Um, best design, Loop Hero. Yeah. Okay. It was very original. Yeah, it was really original. I had mixed feelings on it um, when I when I played it. I played a lot of it actually, and I, I had a real hard time connecting with it because, as interesting as the design was, it it also totally seemed like something somebody had made with like RPG Maker, which was which the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I'm glad that game was successful. Yeah. Um, best narrative, Sable. I, I'm I'm going to oh. go with that. I think that's... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. sand, right? Yeah. I don't think it's Sable. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've heard this is a good game. <laughs> Never played what it. it's about. Um, yeah, it takes place in the desert. It's like uh, uh, like a really story-driven game. Um, I, need to, I need to stop playing Magic the Gathering so I can play more <laughs> games. Best well, open Magic the Gathering because it'll work. Oh God! Best open world Forza Horizon Five. Okay, that's uh, weird. That's that's open world. I would think racing game, but I, it's been explained to me how that is an open world game. Dude, nothing stopping you from trying this game. I know. Is it know, on Game Pass? It's on Game Pass. Yeah, okay. it's, a it's a Microsoft game. game. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could. Yeah, it's but I don't know. I'm not really into car thing. games. I, I don't know. I have a tiny contract for life for Gran Turismo. And the next one comes out in like four months anyway, so okay. I'm not uh, playing Forza. So I'm driving, I'm driving through like the West Coast, and um, Christian, who's been all around Mexico, he's like, "Oh, that's Baja right there for sure. That, it looks exactly like Baja." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Let me show you this other area." So and then I went to La Selva, which is the jungle, which is like um, where all the statues and stuff are. I mean, the pyramids and. He's like, oh, shit, this looks exactly like it. I was like, I know it's not it. It's like a video game represent because the names don't match up or anything like that. Mm. But it looks exactly like those places in Mexico. They they fucking killed it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Best action game, Deathloop. So uh, more on that later, but I've been playing it. All right. Uh, best stealth game, Hitman 3. Didn't play it. Didn't play it. Didn't, didn't play it. I, I, I've never played a single Hitman game. Those newer ones. I don't think that fucking stealth. It's, have, it's like have a its category. <laughs> wow. It's, you should have best fucking roguelike. Fucking assholes. 
Bullshit. Yeah, why isn't that a thing? Roguelike is such a popular genre. Because uh, it's not 2013, dude. Well, we've all moved on. Wow. They, they don't have best MOBA up there. <laughs> By the way, definitely. They don't have best MMO Roguelike. either. They, they really don't have like uh, a lot of genres. It is kind of interesting to see which ones they've omitted. Yeah. And then they've got staff picks there. Nothing there really stood out to me too No, much. you know what? I read all the... Sc- <laughs> this is funny. Maybe they told them not to do that, but I read all the staff picks and none of them were one of the things that were on the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Yeah. Which maybe they were encouraged to do that. But also on top of that, Evan Lottie picked Battlefield 2042. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's where you uh, fire somebody. Somebody picked uh, Magic the, the Gathering. He's the CEO, <laughs> I think. And somebody picked Scavengers. Remember that game? What happened to uh, that one? <laughs> you guys really like that. I thought it was pretty good. I don't Magic think it caught. Gathering? Where though. is it? Uh, Alan Dexter picked Magic the Gathering Arena. I, I mean, I 100% would have picked that if I thought I could. But that doesn't count. Magic's been around for 20-something years, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Like, just because right. a new version well, Someone picked Jackbox computer. Party Pack 8, too. So, you know, let's not <laughs> get too caught up. What are these rankings? You know what? <laughs> all right. Mexico, thank all right, you. So, so now, now that we've got all the factors here. Now we fight, right? it, It's probably just going to be it's take, It Takes Two, right? No. I think it's... What are you talking about? <laughs> Mama, are you playing for like three weeks? I think it's clearly Forza Horizon. Horizon. I don't know. I don't know. Because yes. we've got three Go people it. here. So how many votes does it take to win? So it takes two. Oh. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I thought you guys were going to pick right, up. Right, I was waiting. Everyone go home. Bobby got saying, the pun of the night. You're saying that you siding with Nick outrides me, right? But I, I said that 0.5 to uh, voters of um, the the Collins. Okay, right? but the Forza Horizon Five was that a? Uh, did they pick that as their number one, or was that an honorable mention? Um, I think we only had one vote for Game of the Year for no, it. No, it, it got two. It got two. It got two. Not mentions. It got two uh, Game of the Year. So I believe we're tied because you're one vote, you're one vote, they're one vote, and I'm one vote. So and I could okay, be the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's I what I was, be the tie That's breaker. what I was thinking. I think I think we end on a cliffhanger here. Uh, Christian, you play both, and you get back to us. Oh, you already played one of them, which you didn't care for. If I uh, unfortunately, I I didn't really. Yeah, it takes two. Didn't take me. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, it's so much worse when he tries to do it. You know what I mean? You know what? We need a new. Assistant, uh, <laughs> there's a reason. Just, there's a reason he's behind the camera. <laughs> so that that was a great pun, and you guys don't need to fight anymore. Obviously, the game of the year was Sue's Rain. Thank you for everyone who participated. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! So cliffhanger. I'm okay with this. All right, uh, are you guys okay? T- with tied this? for first place or cliffhanger? We're tied right now. I think, I, think okay. we, I think we take it to the Discord and we say, what do you think is right. better? We'll do a vote. We'll do a vote. A vote? Let Christian be the... He's the, he's a valuable player. No, we he's can not do that. People. Is he going to play? Do you have Game Pass, Christian? Uh, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm okay. on the Game Pass. Yeah. All right. Do you have a computer that can handle <laughs> Forza Horizon 5? <laughs> I, th- I, I think I do. I think I I'll be able to. I don't think you do. What is your, what is your graphic card? 
a Titan XP, JP Diddy's old graphics oh, card. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, we good. All right, yeah, well, play JP Forza Horizon and tell us if you hate it more than than it takes to. The Titan XPs that's from the Ten series, right? I don't know. That was like um, the the Titans were not really like part of the. I thought that was a bridge card, where it was like between times. No, well, I mean, kinda. But those were it came around the time of the Ten series, right? Yeah, 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 around those times. But it was like the super workhorse one, not really made necessarily for video games, although it can do that too. This Does. is how little I fucking I track hardware and all that stuff, guys. That computer, my old computer, I had mm-hmm. no idea that my 1080 Ti was worth nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred? Yeah, that's what it's going for on eBay. Used. Really? Yeah. And yeah, because just, it doesn't have any of the Bitcoin mining uh, restrictions on it. And I just sold all my whole rig for three hundred bucks to a buddy of mine. I mean, I don't care. I'm glad that my buddy got it for three hundred bucks. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. Well, four hundred, but then he had to sink a hundred dollars into it to buy a new power supply. I guess I need. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and he's like, "Dude, did you know?" And I was like, "No, I didn't know." And I wish he would have told me. Nine hundred dollars? Yes. For like a couple, for like two hundred or three hundred dollars more, you could just get a three seventy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I'm pretty it's sure it's because of the Bitcoin yeah, mining uh, restrictions on the newer cards. I love how you completely disregarded whatever you say. You see, see what happens when you talk so much bullshit, dude? People don't listen after a while. All right. Well, I guess we'll return to this next week and figure out if it's going to be It Takes Two or Forza Horizon 5. I think it's for... I don't even have to play the game. If Forza <laughs> Horizon 5 doesn't have a child's story of a marriage and just... Uh, no, it takes two is actually a great game mechanics wise. I just didn't like the story. Forza being an open world car racing game that intrigues me, and it should intrigue you too. You know? Yeah, dude. There's no. We don't have a time limit. We do whatever you want. Play the I mean, game. I think, I think we get. I think we give it to Forza, just so we don't have to wait a week. Okay. So I mean, this my flag really isn't in either camp. Hey, here, so why don't you guys also play Forza? It's free. I'll play it, okay. but I will concede my vote to Forza. Okay. I think we just gave it away. Yeah. The cat's like, out of the like bag. Like, just kind of like, fucking, here we go. <laughs> maybe you both, maybe all three of you guys hate it. And then I would be totally happy with going with uh, It Takes Two. You know what I mean? Is this reverse psychology? You campaigned <laughs> so hard. <laughs> really what are we doing here? Because I believe in democracy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay. Forza Horizon 5. Okay. Game of the year. Game G-O-T-Y. The Gotti. <laughs> Moving on. All right. I feel like we should get right to Mountain Blade Banner Lord yeah, 2, so. the yes. game of the week that we we all played. So I, I've been dumping a lot of hours into this game. I got I think it's really good, but I also got some some complaints about it. This game is still in early access. Um it's on Steam. It is what, around forty bucks? I think on sale. Around forty, yeah, forty dollars. Um, so I, I've actually progressed quite far in this game. I, I played some multiplayer too. Um, it is really interesting because it's hard to categorize this game. It's, I think it's what do they say? Open world strategy, medieval RPG. Like it's got all these tags, and it, it kind of combines. I guess the best way I could explain it is it combines some RPG elements into a grand strategy, or not even a four X, but like, a, like a large strategy game. 
um, which I thought was really cool. So you have like your one character and, you know, you manage the gear for him and you can get companions and manage their gear and there's talent points and you've got a, the talent point system I find very, uh, convoluted though. I feel like that could be cleaned up a bit, but I think I understand it a little bit now. Um, and then the things that you do, you build talent in those, whether it be smithing or riding or one handed or pole arms, you know, so however you play the game, you, you start to level up in those areas. So you can really do, you can kind of role play whatever it is you want to do with this. But then on top of that, there's this entire layer of this grand strategy game where you either start your own empire or faction or join one. And there's this giant map where you have to, uh, besiege castles and, uh, do battles and defend. And, you know, of course there's an economy as well. It's not really like a four X game because you can't click around the map and do things like, Oh, that's my castle over there. I've got to, you know, change the economy or, or, um, you know, add troops to the garrison or do whatever. Like you have to actually haul your character over to that castle in order to do a lot of things. It, you are one of those troops that you usually click around on other games. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get into the battles, I mean, you can simulate them, but you can also jump right into the battle and then it becomes basically chivalry. Uh, where it yeah. even has like the blocking and the attacks uh, based on where you swing the mouse. And I got to say, I kind of liked it a little bit better. I don't know if it's better than Chivalry or uh, Mordheim or those types of games, but the combat, you can actually cancel your swings and just immediately block. So it, it's not quite as frustrating as some of the other games where it just feels almost like fumble core, just trying to to fight. Although it does feel a little bit, uh, a little janky. It's a little janky. What I didn't uh, like about the combat is if you have, a, I, I might be wrong here. Uh, I have a cursory uh, understanding of this game, but it seems like you, uh, like if you have a, a, a quick slashing weapon, mm-hmm. you could just keep attacking nonsense because there's no endurance. Yeah, there's no endurance. Yeah, you could just spam mm-hmm. basically all different attacks left, right, up, yeah. down. And somebody with a long um, weapon, like a, a two handed broadsword, would never have a chance to get a swing off unless you so get that's, distance. That's, that's why the game has like a dynamic, like a rock, paper, scissors dynamic. Did you get to the castle phase at all where you're sieging castles or being besieged? I did not. Yeah, okay. I did. It's a, it's a little, it's a, it becomes like arena, like <clears throat> participant show, show game case, like show, showcase game to like defending sieges and stuff. Well, that stuff doesn't really matter anymore. Like the one-on-one fights. Yeah. You can spam left click and stuff. But when it gets later on in the game where you start managing 300, 400, 500 troops, it becomes a completely different game at that point. Yeah, the combat gets really interesting when you become a commander of uh, like your own troops, but then also you can command an army. And it's it's interesting how it does that. So at first I was joining battles and I wanted to get in there and swing my sword and do all the cool stuff, shoot my crossbow. And that's kind of fun, but you're really not that effective. It's not like most video games where you are like this hero who jumps in and just slaughters all these troops. Like, no dude, you're just one of the, like the foot soldiers and you're just thrown in there. And like, there's nothing special about you. And you know, like you may shoot one guy on the shoulder with an arrow and like, you know, hit another guy with a sword and do 20 damage, but you're not just like mowing people down. So, um, but later when you start commanding, first of all, you have your own party, which you can 
command. And you can, it's a very complex system that I've been trying to learn. Um, and it's kind of hard to do it from the perspective, this third person perspective. If it was like a top down, like a total war game, this would be a lot easier. But in this game, you're just like, like I try to get up on a hill and then I try to like angle myself because sometimes like I can't get, if I want my troops to line up, like if I'm not facing the right way, then they line up the wrong way. So I try to get my archers in position and then, you know, my horse archers over here. And it's almost like you're a sergeant in like a mm -hmm. modern thing. You have a small group of people. That yeah. You're, you're but then when you start them. commanding armies, like later you can take all those different parties. Uh, like if you join a faction, you can take parties and you can f create an army and then you can get like a thousand characters under your command. And then, you are actually like in charge of like large sections and then your commanders handle like the smaller stuff. So the order of command is, is really interesting, but I, I don't know. It, it's really frustrating for me because the tactical part of the combat is so difficult to do from that perspective. And but that's, that's the point though. So, so yeah, that's, that's, the point. that's one of the things is that Imagine having to do that in real life. Yeah, you have to do it in real where life. Where you're managing the battle. Okay, that's but this is a video game. This isn't real life. <laughs> right, but this I game... know, but they're trying to be like real life. But I, this game is a simulation. Yeah, it's, a simulation it's a, like a medieval of, simulation. Of, okay, of, I get that. feudal combat, right? So you have to like manage these people to tactically attack and do and do things from you sitting on your horse. If you're lucky, you're sitting on a horse. And, yeah. and it all devolves into chaos, and somehow you have to manage this whole thing. And that's how, that's what they're pushing here. They're 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 pushing realism, and uh, sometimes that's not as fun and not as convenient. Yeah, I don't know. I just that's the point because at some point you draw the line between realism and the video game. And for me, it's like well that. I, I don't know. I get you want it to be realistic, but I feel like it would be a lot more fun and a lot easier if you just let me, or maybe I just need to learn the controls better because there's ways to do it. And there's ways that I see the AI play where I pick up on strategies like, okay, they send their horse archers out first and they kind of do a round and they fire a volley and then they go back and then like the, the footmen slowly march forward. And then the, uh, the horsemen cover the flanks. Um, Have you watched any YouTube videos? No, no, it's it's really hard to watch YouTube videos because they're so long. It's, a, it's also and yeah, and also it's a uh, it's still in development. Yeah, so and a lot, a lot of stuff has changed. changed. Oh. When you Google stuff for this game, like you get stuff that doesn't even exist anymore because they, it's been changing so much. So it's a little it's a little hard to tell. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the character creation. I thought it was really, uh, if not original. Okay, because I've seen that kind of stuff before, but not to the, the, the point that they they did it. So whatever, your guy, you know, fat, big, strong, fat, whatever, skinny, whatever you want, uh, normal stuff. And then your attributes are attributed by things that had happened in your life. So mm -hmm. um, early you, when you, you tell a story, you so you a pick a, a story. And then that determines what attributes you get. And by the end of it, you're, you're picking so many stories that you're just looking at the stats. Or at least that's how it was for me. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, I was like, oh, did I kill a wolf as a child? Or did I cower uh, and sell uh, whatever, uh, party favors? Uh, like you, you, you pick these things and you, to and you get stats depending on how you played it. And you can RP this super hard. And you could just play it RP and not try to min-max or anything like that. And 
um, you could get way more into your character that way. I feel like a lot of what how all of this happened is kind of like how this game lays it out. You know, I, I think that one one charismatic person just kind of keeps winning battles, whether by luck or by strategy. And then eventually people follow him and then uh, you you end up being a warlord. I really think that's kind of how it yeah. was. Well, there's a lot of paths. Nobody's born a warlord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody's well, born into conquering. I mean, what, I is, what was your guys' build, builds like for your additional character? Because the beginning of the game, the first 30% of the game, is you on the battlefield most of the time fighting small squads anywhere between like five to 20 people? What build did you guys go? I mean, initially, I, I remember taking a lot in crossbow and I had no idea what I was doing. So if I would do it all over again, I'd put a lot into writing because that really, really comes into play a lot more. And also, I ended up just using a one-handed sword and a shield. It's just the easiest way to fight. I did a lot of um, tournaments, and those were fun at first, but now they're pretty repetitive. But just having a shield shield and sword is like the easiest way to fight. It's so easy to block. Um, Uh, When I was getting into the battle, so I went with polearm. I wanted wanted to be a barbarian with two-handed sword, and I tried. I don't think you can dual wield. You can't. You can't dual wield. Oh, you can. Okay. No, but not, you cannot. You oh, you cannot. cannot. Okay. No, yeah, no, I didn't no, think not so. Not dual wield. Two handed sword. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, big yeah, fucking two handed yeah. sword. Yeah. And you, I guess they're in the game, but it's not a default weapon. Like uh, only the pole. No. So there, that is a late game build. Yeah. The pole Any arm. Two handed yeah. weapon build or pole arm build. Yeah. Are late game builds. That's basically all I could do, and I felt really neutered, um, but because this game does not hold your hand at all. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty intense game. This is something that you sp- you you really dump hundreds of hours in. Well, I looked it up on how long to beat, and it said like thirty seven hours, and that's weird to me because I'm at like forty six and forty six, Bobby. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing this game a lot. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, you're welcome. And I've been uh, on kind of on vacation, sort of, but not really. Um, short weeks, so I've had the time. But yeah, I've been playing this game a ton. And even though I put that much time into it, I really do enjoy this game. But it does get very repetitive. And I feel like it it kind of, you can get stuck in the economy of it. And there's a lot of stuff you have to figure out that I'm sure I'm not doing right. But there's been points in this game where I've just been kind of uh, trying to stay afloat, basically. Like just, I'm running out to, uh, I'm running out and killing uh, bandits to, you know, get prisoners and equipment that I can just go sell so I can pay my troops so I can go out and kill bandits. You know, it's just, I get stuck in these cycles. Now there's ways you can get out of that. Obviously I eventually figure out, okay, you know, this is how you build armies. Um, because I, I couldn't get my party big enough to do anything meaningful. Then I fi- figured out how to make armies. Okay. And then I figured out how some of the diplomacy works and how I could get settlements and, uh, castles and how I can actually generate passive income. And it's been a little bit better, but still like there's a lot of repetition in this game, even yeah, down yeah. to communicating with NPCs, like yeah. they give you dialogue options and I don't know if they're meaningful or not. There's like really terse, uh, almost rude ways you can address people or you can be more polite to them. I don't think it really matters, but 
It honestly doesn't. And it's one of the worst parts about the game was that like the it make the way the developers make the game seem like it's like you want to be familiar with everybody that you meet, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. So like one of the key features of the game is is uh reputation. And it, depending on like what factions you go to, so like one faction that I'm super well aligned with is like the Southerners that live in the desert. Because of the fact that I do so much stuff for them, I can start recruiting their like insanely high palace guards that one shot normal troops with a, like a two handed axe all the time. But the thing is, in the beginning of the game, you're just constantly running around the map trying to build up your reputation, and that that doesn't really do anything for you. Like that doesn't really like, I understand that they're trying to build like these really in-depth relationships. Like, Oh, you're like the Jarl of whatever. And you're trying to build mm-hmm. uh, a partnership with Zionica, but that doesn't work. That doesn't happen until like the, the second, third or the, like the last part of the game where it becomes like city and castle manager. And there's a big difference. It's yeah, well, the there's... reputation, I think, comes into play, especially with the people who form parties, because when you hire them to be in your army, you have to use influence points. And the better relation you have with them, the lower the influence points that are required to do that. And then also like vendors and stuff that I think there's some benefits to that. But yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It just, it comes down to the clicks. Like here's something that happens all the time. Like I, I'll see a bandit party and I'll go chase them down and I'll just simulate the battle. So it's always the same thing. Um, you know, uh, like whatever the, fr- I don't even read the dialogue anymore. I just click the top option. Yes. I want to attack. No, I don't accept, uh, or no, you can't join my party. I'm going to kill you. Okay. Click the, f- uh, f- fast forward button for the simulation battle, click done. Okay. It's just like these repetitive things that I end up doing over and over again that I just, you could play them out. You are, you're playing the, you're playing the, uh, the actual story mode, right? You're not playing the, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm playing the campaign. It's not sandbox uh, or anything. I did play some of the multiplayer and the multiplayer is kind of interesting, but it's, I, I don't know. They they do have some, like, you level up in the multiplayer, like your account levels up. So I don't know what that really gets you. But it, it just... It gets you bigger battles. Bigger battles? Yeah, as in, like, you're you're able to fight into different, like, uh, like uh, formats of battle, and you're able to have more troops. But other than that, you're, like, locked into, like, a general populace. Hmm. The more you level up your account, the more, like, troops you can command and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, well, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, because the, the multiplayer to me just seemed pretty basic, you know, it was like any chivalry or Mordheim game, but maybe not as refined in the combat. Um, yeah, I would imagine. I would that. agree. It, it, it's not as refined as chivalry. There are some things that you can spam, like just the, the left click, and if someone has a shield, you'll eventually break their shield. Mm-hmm. But the, the where this game shines for me is like as soon as you get to like 80 people in your army and you start like escorting caravans – and you're being attacked by groups of raiders of like 90 or 100 where you're outnumbered and you start have to, having to play defensive. Mm. That's yeah, I don't know, man. I'm way beyond that, dude. I'm commanding armies of like 1,200 people. And, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and taking over settlements and castles. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm deep. I'm deep into the game. By the way, all criticism, nonstop. No, I mean, it's a really good game, but there's just some super, like I've spent 46 hours in the game and I feel like that could, 
that's the meaningful gameplay game like it's honestly so. like maybe two-thirds of that right, right like right, there's right. a lot of shit you could shave off just to make this and, uh, and if you understood the game like a hundred percent yeah and you know would, part of the fun of the game is figuring that stuff out and then like oh okay now i'm being more effective here but the other thing too is like it, I, I think this is like because it's in beta but there's some things that just are not like i'll make a change uh like my my loyalty you have to keep your loyalty up in the castles and the settlements um you know basically like so the people like you and you can actually get stuff done and build things in in there um and it'll tell you like oh they you have minus one loyalty because the governor you put here is a from a different area than this and the people just yep. don't like him so i'm like okay i'll switch that guy out and put somebody else in but there's no way that i can tell like oh will they like this guy mm. i have to put him in and then i have to hit the play button and let time skip forward a little bit and How then would i got you know though we're talking we're going for realism here <laughs> I mean, it, really well i mean i could assume that i could look on the guy's character sheet and figure out where did Christian come with a character sheet when we hired him? No, we didn't know no. any of his references. We and and now I'm super let down, and we're stuck with him. I wish he had one. <laughs> no, he I mean you can't go too far into realism. Other, otherwise, the game just becomes not fun. I mean, there's got to be some things. But the point that I'm trying to make is sometimes the information on the screen doesn't update immediately when you make changes, so it's really hard to tell like if what you're doing is effective. Um, like in order for your party or your army to move, you have to have enough horses other and, you know, other factors affected too. Like, do you have a whole lot of prisoners that you're, that you're carrying as well? Um, but it doesn't tell you like if, if I, if it says like, um, that my cavalry is really low, then I'll buy a bunch of horses, but it doesn't immediately update that and say, okay, now you're good. Mm. Um, I don't know at what point it does update that. Like eventually it'll just uh, tell me, I guess, but I don't know. There's just weird things about this game that, uh, that I feel like need to are be they, refined. Are they going for realism though? Like, would you know when the horses <laughs> arrived stuff? I don't know. Seriously. Dude. You could play that card with anything. Though. No, I feel like this is really what they're going for. They're really going for like a feudal, like you wouldn't Commanding know. You really wouldn't know what the horses would. Up. I mean, in real life, could you save a game and could you load that game? Uh, I mean, like, come on, dude. How far do we want to take this? Uh, it's a game. A stretch. <laughs> I mean, now you're stretching it, Bobby. <laughs> what I want to hear, though, is it seems like you've, Bobby, you played this game the most out of any other game of the weeks. You know, mm -hmm. normally, as far as game of the weeks, I give it anywhere between three to five hours. To really get a real feel for it. No, you don't. I put You're lying, dude. You put two hours tops. And some of the games that I don't give a fuck about that are terrible. <laughs> Who's up, by the way? Um, it's, it's Bob. Oh, it is I me. think it's me because you. No, I think it is you. Yeah. It's me, I think. Yeah. Okay. I got a good one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I really do enjoy this game. There's a lot of really cool things about it, but then there's like some parts. <laughs> Let's not talk about those. No, no, like there's, there's so much about this game that I really do enjoy, but like the problem is there's a lot of stuff that I got to do just to like upkeep just so I can yeah. do the fun parts, yeah. basically. Like I got to do a whole lot just to get to the point where I, I get to do something, something fun. But I don't know, man, like I, I'm probably going to beat this game. I want to get through the campaign. I feel like I'm getting pretty close. Does but, it excite you that... um 
like if you if 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 Nick is to be trusted, which is who, <laughs> who knows, uh, does it excite you that multiplayer will you know commanding twelve hundred troops against somebody else with twelve hundred troops? Does that say well? I don't know how many people were playing multiplayer, but the only games that I found were kind of smaller scale games. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if Nick, what you're saying is that if I level up, then I'll be able to join larger scale battles. But yes. So from my understanding, the way that they have it currently now is that the way, the more multiplayer games you have, the more options that are available to you. And so the more you play, the more you level up, the more units you can command. I do know that that once they get to 1.0, they want to get to the point where the whole map is available for everybody and you start getting to um like what is it called where like each person starts a fiefdom or each person starts is a mercenary group does that make sense okay yeah i mean that would be cool i would love to see a multiplayer game that was a little that, that incorporated um more of the the strategy side of this as opposed to just the the combat but I don't know, man. Like, it is a good game. I'm going to continue playing it. Um, I'd say a lot. What about you, Amelia? What did you think? I think it is too much for a guy with two kids, two dogs, two cats. (laughs) Like, uh, yes, if I had a ton of time to kill, this would be my, or if I was on vacation. Yeah, something like this. But it's just too much for me. There's nothing bad about it. There's the game is providing too much. It's like a, it's like that girl that's getting cummed on too much. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's starting off good, and it's like, oh god, and the halfway through, this is way too much. I can't handle this. That's where I'm at. I got that like ugh, face. There's too many features. Too much, not depth. Too much depth. Yeah. Too much, too much cum. Yeah, too, too much, much cum. cum. Let's that's, go with that. That's what I'm this saying. game has far too much cum. <laughs> um, no one cum. asked me, and I'm going to give my opinion anyway. I will play? be playing. No, I will be playing the, the shit out of this game at a date soon after I finish Treasures of Nadia. Why? Because <laughs> it seems like everything I want in a game in uh, one place. <laughs> Christian, if, yeah, if you could, I would love. I would love also for. A review of Rian, of your review of not Teresa Nadia. You know, just her her idea of you playing. She has to watch you play. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be a good idea or a great idea. Oh, I guess. Also, I Christian, guess. Can we do family share? Because <laughs> I want to see the hours played and your achievements. That's what he's talking about. Because I want to do asking... some family share incest, dude. That's no, you can't have my family share because um, you won't appreciate the fishing mechanics and the tre- <laughs> the treasure hunting mini game. You're just gonna go straight for the cum, it's like so you always true. do. Yeah, straight for the net. We'll review this the game... both sides. This game is no Mountain Blade Banner Lord 2, okay? It's not just about a lot of cum. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, we're at about an hour 40 here. I don't know yeah. if we want to skip on to the listener yeah. questions, yeah. and then we'll... Everything we have uh, for Rick. In our review of Mountain Blade Banner Lord, uh, um, Bobby, uh, recommend or not recommend? I'd recommend this game. Um, with the caveat that you, you do have to have a lot of time, and you have to expect that it, there's going to be... There's a lot of learning in this game. You're going to have to yeah. figure out a lot of things. And still, even at that, see, I'd, I'd like to restart and play this game again and just see how much faster it goes to see how, 
like if that really affects it. But I do feel like there's a lot of uh, fluff I in this game. Oh, you did restart? Okay. I did restart after the first game, and I got annihilated by a group of like 200 guys. Mm-hmm. When I had like 2,200 my, my my command, I was like, yeah, I'm going to restart. Yeah. But I, I will say this game is doing something that I, I've never played a game like this. This is a completely unique gaming experience. Like it's it's mixing a lot of genres here in a really interesting way, and it's it does it effectively. You've never seen so much come ever. Apparently, the modding community is really big for it. Oh, that's but, what I was going to uh, tell you, Bobby. Yeah, and I haven't looked into mods. Um, there is no mods on multiplayer, so that came up, I think, last episode. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, but, um, well, sometimes there's mods, but you have to have the mod installed, because I was having trouble finding multiplayer games. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'd, and maybe I should look into that, because I imagine there's a lot of mods out there that maybe fix some of the problems. Like, there's maybe, like, an auto-resolve for the, the battles that just are auto like, of life stuff. Yeah, just things that that fix some of these I know there's minor a diplomacy noises. mod that's, like, a must-download that a lot of people say after your first playthrough. A which mod? Where it's for the same. It's a diplomacy, diplomacy mod. Okay. Where you can do diplomacy without having to actually be there in certain cities. What it is is that if you're a certain distance away, you can send a messenger to the city and they get your, you can accept and deny quests from that distance. And then there's other like diplomacy factors in the mod itself. It's like one of the number one recommended mobs uh, mods. It's just called diplomacy. And, Hmm. uh, in workshop in Skyrim forever, there was a mod called like, fuck, I don't remember what it's called, but it was like the mod. You needed to have this mod. It was the the starting mod because it fixed all the bugs and yeah. it just like smoothed out the game and it did all this stuff. And I'm sure there's something similar, if if not, mm-hmm. you know. Just, this uses this doesn't use the Steam um, Workshop. This uses Nexus mods. Uh, I yes. can't log into the Steam Workshop. Yeah, this is all I, what's I'm on. Sure it's both. Okay. Because I've seen people screenshot with mods. Uh, one of the no- pop- most popular mods is actually a Warhammer Fantasy mod. Yeah, we, that's yeah. good. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Emilio, are you recommend or not recommend? On my very uh, limited amount of gameplay time that I got, I enjoyed uh, what I played. Yes. Nice. Uh, for me, it's a recommend. So three out of three. Yeah, middle twice dude. in a row. By the way, oh, there's a gay oh. marriage mod. So, uh, <laughs> so my next one is um, only because Pancakes gave us both a copy. Mommy, did you get your copy? Mm, don't think so. Of what? Of uh, well, the subtext is Sandstorm. What it? What is it? Oh, fuck, I know. Insurgency. 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 Yeah. Oh, I already, I already have that game. The best shooters of all time. Well, I don't know if I, I know. I have Insurgency. I don't know if I have Sandstorm. Okay, uh, I it's a, it's a DLC for it. Yeah, but uh, I feel like Sandstorm was more popular than Insurgency was. It is. Am I right there? It is. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the one for next week. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll yeah. play Sandstorm. I've got three hundred hours in Insurgency Sandstorm. You guys oh, are in boy. for speaking about too much cum. Oh my god! <laughs> you just come. How much cum do I get from Insurgency Sandstorm? Uh, are we going to call it right there? Uh, yeah, let's go to our listener questions. I think we only have one here, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, all right. Only listener question is coming from Burn Division. Any PC gaming New Year's resolutions or simply any hopes for PC gaming this year? Oh, well, my uh, hopes are that I can play more. I don't know how physically that's going to happen. Um, oh, maybe with the Steam Deck. 
if that is what it says it's going to be. Mm. You know? It's going to be interesting when that comes out. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. It might change my life. <laughs> it really might. Uh, could I mean, in, for your situation, yeah. yeah. I, it wouldn't really serve any purpose for me, but I could see that being really useful for some people. I've been throwing around the idea of building a new computer recently, you know, picking out the parts, seeing what's out there. But not only are graphics cards just like totally screwed right now, but also uh, DDR5 RAM, which oh, I think yeah, has been out for a while. Market right now. Yeah, like you can't, I mean, you can find it for like a thousand bucks. Is that for, a... Is that also a fucking, um, like a Bitcoin mining thing? Ram? I don't think so. I don't think Maybe? so Maybe? I don't, I don't I just know video cards are important. I don't know anything about Ram. Oh, it's probably, I'm just throwing shit out there. I, maybe the same components go into both. So like the that's same possible. materials go into, and that's what, there's a chip shortage. So they probably can't make. Um, the the RAM because it takes yeah. I don't know but it's I don't know I, I really don't know if it's going to happen this year because I, I just refuse to pay that much for hardware it's absolutely ridiculous to pay so much dude. you would not go pre-built I mean you can no I, I have too many specific needs to do a, a pre-built I would have to buy a pre-built take the graphics card out and then find a use for that pre-built uh, so I I don't know it would Wait, be tough why? Because I I wouldn't want I I've got like six three and a half inch hard drives in my computer like I got a, a I, I need a case that could accommodate all that mm. so I don't think any pre builts would <laughs> would do that plus like I I like building my own computer I like having having everything exactly how I want it you know I want the new uh, Intel like what twelve nine hundred and you can't really get that in a pre built right now. Mm. Um, and I would need some sort of like pretty hardcore aftermarket cooling because those things run pretty hot. And I'd like to do DDR5 because when I do these upgrades, like they last me quite a long time. But here's the thing, dude. My computer is not like faltering in the slightest. Like yeah. it's, this is probably the longest I've gone without even reinstalling Windows. So I don't know. I I should probably just ride it out on <laughs> on this one. But but I don't know. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It depends on, I, I've heard rumors that like, oh, you know, the uh, chip shortage and things are going to change. And like, you know, NVIDIA is going to announce that new like 4,000 series. Why? Like nobody can even get a 3,000 series. But um, it, it, things could change this year and we'll see what happens. But that's that's my biggest wish for PC gaming in the new year is that uh, we can figure out this stupid hardware situation. Uh, I, I touched on this three or four episodes back where like i'm like oh maybe all these triple a guys will realize that you just make a quality product and people buy the quality product and you have to keep paying for the quality product over uh, forever um maybe them seeing that it takes two being a thing that you buy you enjoy and then you do not enjoy it again is the way to make money you make you make a game. That, well, how much money did that game make, though? So that's the real question. Who knows? Or maybe more now, though. Yeah, I mean, it's you, got you a lot get a of. Second, you get a second surge after you get. Yeah, but it only makes money once per customer, too. So, yeah. fine though. Uh, if yeah, but sell, if you're selling it though, that's not right. like a great model because then you can get if you have another type of game that where people can spend infinite amounts of money, you're always going to get those people who just go way overboard. True, so, true. But you you hit a saturation limit 
where, well, now it's rebounding, right? So you went that way for too long. You invested too much of your development um, ability into extracting money as opposed to creating fun, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it backfired. You're not, maybe, like, uh, I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, It's probably not even close to true. But maybe it takes two netted more customer loyalty and or profit than Battlefield 2044 or 42, even though it cost 30 times more. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Mm -hmm. Like the net net gain out of it, out of... uh, Brand loyalty and also profit. Hmm. Probably it takes two did way better than 20, uh, 2042 did. So I'm just saying that maybe they're going to take a look at it. <laughs> I'm just hopefully dreaming here that they're going to be like, hey, maybe we should just sell this thing and the thing should be good so they can buy more things from us. That's all. That's all my wishes. You can, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I see the, uh, it takes two shaking up the industry like that. I'd be interested to know how much money that game actually made. It's not, it's not so much them. You just are saying like goodwill with the customer that is generated. Yeah, not just that. But like also, you know, once you put microtransactions in your game, you're affecting the game itself. Mm-hmm. Just period. And you're making a worse product almost always. Nobody's like, thank God they put microtransactions in this because it wasn't good on its own. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the reper- repercussions are being felt financially. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it said it takes two sold, two million copies. But wasn't there, there was like some article, um, I think it was about Battlefield, where like they were talking about how disappointed they were that it it only sold like 7 million or something like that. Mm. Like, I don't know. I feel like you when you get into these Battlefield Call of Duty games, you're in a whole nother stratosphere. You are. But there's a decline. There's clearly a decline of popularity and interest. It, it's not, It's not wrapping up. They're not making more and more money every year. They're making less and less money for the money that they're putting in, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's a lot of console players out there that I'm not really in touch with. That I, I think that's where most of the money's coming up from for games like these. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> hopefully something happens. That's yeah. good. All right, what's everyone playing next week? More fucking Banner Lord, bro. <laughs> Bobby, it's bro. you know what's a real shame is that game's not co-op. That would be that would be that'd really sell it for me. But I mean, what, it depends on what level, right? Because if you're playing at the low level where you're just finding a few dudes in a field, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. But if uh, uh, a whole no, imagine me and Bobby like commanding like 500 troops each with a siege of like a, a fucking yeah, like if castle, we could play on the same how map, much co-op would. We wouldn't actually, like, we may not be actually participating in the same battles, but, like, I could be on one side of the map doing my thing. Basically, it'd be, like, parties. 
would just be like parties or companions under the same faction. Um, I, you didn't make it that far into the game, but that's uh, kind of how like your, you know, your children eventually grow up and they join your, your, um, clan. Uh, there's a clan tab and that's where you have like also the people that you recruit as companions, but that's kind of how I would see the co-op. I don't think they have any plan, uh, any plans to do any co-op, do they? I don't know, to be honest. That seems like it would be asking a lot. Here's a hard question, Bobby. Worth the worth the money you didn't pay for it? Like, no, <laughs> it what, is because is it the amount of time you would get out of this yeah. game, this is such a, a huge, large-scale game. Yeah. And even if I were to beat this game next week, I don't even know if I'd be done with it. I'd be interested in another playthrough. I, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot to this game. Game of the year, 2022, Battle <laughs> Well, it's in... When did it come out in early access? Last year? 2020. Oh, it's still in... Yeah, it's still in beta. It's still in early access. Oh, shit. I had no or, idea. Early access, yeah. Yeah, they just, re- they just released the huge Siege uh, update, uh, which like uh, really overhauled the uh, Siege mechanics and everything. And uh, it, it's called 1.7. And uh, everybody's loving it because it like completely reformats how siege re- reworks. I mean, siege works in the sense of like you can deploy units on walls and things like that. Um, but yeah, the game's still in beta. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, well, Bobby, we need to play Fire Team at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we should try to I'm, play that. This oh, week. I got that downloaded. Yeah, we should play that. Yeah, I haven't been home on Friday, so it's been I, I've been missing out on my usual game night. Um, but I believe with my schedule, like going back to work, uh, I think I'm going to be home on Fridays. Again. I'm going to be up late tonight. Is there any chance? Nah, I got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm good. I got to go back to work for the first time uh, in a weekend. So just, I already brought it up. So, uh, Bobby in February, would you be able to do Monday cast? Um, yeah, I could probably work that out. Okay. Okay. It'd have to be later. Well, no, I guess around the same time. We'll figure that out. But yeah, yeah. I should be able to do Mondays. All right, guys. For So Game of the Year is up to Christian. It all, <laughs> it all comes down to it. No. Uh-huh. All right. The treasures um, of Nadia. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. for Christian, that Nadia boy, uh, Nick <laughs> and Bobby. And uh, I don't know, fucking banner titties. Bye, everybody. So there's a mod that allows you to do like a campaign multiplayer. Looks like it. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. And in the multiplayer, you could just, um, you can make an alliance with someone. Cool. Bye.